How do you build your life back up when you're stuck in a rut? After the impossible happens, where do you go after hitting ground zero? I'm Mike Draper, and on this podcast, we're talking about what's next, and we're bridging the gap between where you are and where you want to be. While you may not know why you're in it right now, my guests in these conversations will help you get unstuck and into possibility. Let's do this. All right, I'm here with Kevin Cooney. You guys might know him as the human alarm clock waking us up every morning from Boston, dangerously caffeinated, always ready to go. Tip of the spear, getting you pumped up. If you don't know him, you need to. His handles are Kevin Cooney on TikTok and Instagram. What's up, Kevin? Let's go. Good morning, you (laughs) bad, beautiful bitch, you. Good God. Thank you for having me, man. This is awesome. Absolutely. So if y'all don't know that, that's that's his... trademark little tagline tagline. uh he's he's always dangerously caffeinated which is his coffee brand i've got coffee here in front of me as you see kevin but uh cheers Cheers. i'm gonna gonna load you up don't you worry (laughs) soon to be it's gonna be some dangerously caffeinated coffee 100 all right all right what i want to dive into man is is you right what you got going on where you came from who the hell are you yep Totally. Why why you're doing what you're doing, you and your story, Ash or Ashley. I don't yep. I don't want I don't know what you want to yep. Hagrid works great Both. too. Both yeah, ha- yeah that's right. <laughs> that's her that's uh so are you guys so what's what 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 who are you two right now? Like what what's going on? What's what's we, the lowdown? We are uh it's been we've been dating a little over two years. So uh and now like I know we were talking previous to this, it's it's been like endless weddings this summer. So it's been I've been taking heat online and then a lot of heat in person uh for the whole where's the ring, you know, uh debacle. So but that is coming. That is so so we're super we're like un uh ridiculously open about like like where we stand in our relationship and stuff and then where we wanna go together and grow together. So she knows, you know, she knows uh, roughly when it's coming, but not, you know, exactly the, the details. So that'll, that'll be a surprise. But uh, the, the ring is soon. That's awesome. No, surprises, surprises all of it, man. That's awesome. So a lot of people I speak with, it's, you know, they're going to weddings with their, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, or whoever. And, of course, the question's going to come up. If, you know, if you're not engaged, if you're not married, you know, when are you going to do it? It's always yep. like, it's always like, what's next, right? Like the whole yep. sign thing. But, like... Some people get super pressured by that, you know, and you don't strike me as someone that would, would get that pressure. I mean, like you'll it's there. People are saying it. You're hearing it. The pressure's there a little bit. But like there's deep down, there really is like no pressure. Like yeah. I get no. Yeah, I get no pre- like uh, I get a ton of, of pressure. Right. And air quotes right. around pressure because it's like it's almost the same way uh, how I view social media. Right. Like like I, I am very aware of the all the thumbs up and congratulations that I get. And I'm like so thankful for them, but I don't like take them in and they, they do, you know, nothing really for me. Just like all the negative, you know, comments that trickle in, same deal. They have no impact, you know, on my actual like mental state. Yeah. So same deal with the ring. It's like, I hear all the, I see the comments or the DMS or, or, you know, when we go in person and we get it, you know, live and direct in your face. But yeah, man, it's like I'm just so grounded and it's so quiet in my head that yeah, I I feel you know no no pressure. Uh, that is that's that is such a nice. mentality to have with with everything, right? Like, no matter what the the topic is, that's it's a thing that I hear a lot of people get uh, uh, hung up on mm-hmm. is 
that outside pressure, whether it's parents or like media, right. social media, you know, ah, uh, you know, I even made a video on that exact topic. Like, oh, when are you guys, when are you going to ask her out? Oh, when are you going to get engaged? Oh, when are you going to get married? Oh, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to have another kid? Like, leave me alone. Right, <laughs> right. It never no, ends. So good for you. There's always. It I, never I think ends. too. I think. Uh, I think what's a life without pressure in some aspects, right? <laughs> and like my pressure is people want me to to put out good content, and then on the relationship side, people want me to 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 put a ring on, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's all good. Yeah. You know, it's good pressure. That's fair. That's a that's a good point. So, how, how'd you guys meet? How do you know her? Where'd you? What happened? I uh, I yeah. So she's she's born and raised east. So I, right now I live in the North End, right in Boston, and she's born and raised East Boston. So it's right by the airport. And uh, I'm actually from Wyndham, New Hampshire. So I, I moved down here about three years ago to the city. And uh, I I shot her a DM on Instagram. I she had a story up. This was right around when Gronk uh, retired, said he was going to retire to then later right. go down and play in Tampa. But um, I, I, I said some joke, some stupid joke on that Instagram story to get in her DMs. And then uh, we went back and forth via Instagram for, for a little bit. Uh, and then finally she actually messaged back. And I had – at the time I was – I'm a big uh, – like if people send me T-shirts, I'll rock them every day of the week. Like so, I'm, I'm, I wear all these different. And in one of my Instagram stories, I had a RX Bar uh, T-shirt, which coincidentally at the time I was actually working for RX Bar. And she mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, I, I love RX Bars." And I was like, "Oh, what's what's your address?" And this is like uh, April of like season one of COVID. Like we just ran out of toilet paper. <laughs> Everyone's just discovering Tiger King. Like we're early days right. of COVID. Uh, so I, I get her address and then I ship her up, no joke, a pallet of RX bars. And I was like, I wrote a sticky note on the pallet and it said, uh, since the bars are closed, have a bar on me. And that was like the first, Yo, like, she was like, so Whoa. Yeah. So that was, and then we didn't meet till, uh, it was probably two months after that. We went back and forth, you know, a couple times a week, nothing crazy, you know? Oh. And then our first date was, uh, was, was going to the beach. We did M street beach, uh, in Boston here. Uh, was, the, was the official first date. So you sent a pallet of RX bars, bef- and you guys were still only doing like two, three times a week, kind of like casual texting. Yeah, I, I'm like, uh, that's kind of my uh, like personality. I'm very like, I like going like above and beyond. I love giving gifts, yeah, but like not like a, uh, you know, not something necessarily you needed. Like more of the shock right. and awe factor. Like the crazier the <laughs> you know the gift could be, the better. So I was like, oh. And at the time, my job at RX Bars was to literally give out uh, protein bars. So we'd go to like the Boston Marathon. We'd give out you know ten thousand bars at the Boston Marathon, or we'd go to you know road races or gyms, and we would just dump product. It was just all for on the marketing team. So I was like, oh, perfect. I was like, I, I have I'm sitting on a throne of RX Bars. So that's when yeah we shipped out the pallets here, which is pretty hilarious. So you're going for that that, that shock factor. I love that. So it's it's funny. I thought you were going to say the opposite. Like I thought you were going to say something along the lines of like giving some expensive thing. Like that's not my style. Uh, but you go for the shock factor as opposed to like I think like a logical like what do they need? Because like I'm trying to think mm. what's caring mm-hmm. and like you know which that's that's clever and funny because bars were closed. That's like timing is a lot of it. Uh, right. Bars were closed. Timing's everything. Yeah. Play on yep. words, humor. That's yeah. That's definitely leaning into the humor. I love that. That's 
I didn't know that. And this was like before, uh, this was like before TikTok too. So it was like, uh, she couldn't really see, you know what I mean? If if I sent that out now to maybe someone that's watched a couple of my videos that they get the, but it was kind of, I was writing that on a sticky note. I was like, oh my God. I was like, what if she reads this as like a literal statement? It's just like, (laughs) you know, as if it's not a, you know what I mean? Like a play, I'm like, this could turn out horrible, but yeah, that's how texts can get read horribly. Yeah, is everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess tough. I'm the same exact way. I'll I'll send like you know before Instagram TikTok stuff. Same humor, same style of humor where it's like yep. maybe I got I got like some dry humor via like text and like in person delivery. And so yeah. there's the joke is there. Well, I think it's there. The joke is definitely there. <laughs> and like people may or may not get it, but like now if someone's seen like my you know videos and stuff, then like they'll they'll get it but if they right. hadn't like you were talking it's about a little oh dicey boy, hit, little, hit a little dicey so oh man so i was gonna ask well who made the who made the first move so you sent the rx bar so you made the first move i made the first move yep and then uh yeah first date was the beach and then it was like from that moment we hit it off i think we were i think we literally hung out pretty much every day since then um uh, and then she moved in with me about a year ago uh, so she right. moved. so she's like that was a whole, that was a whole series I saw that yeah series my a little bit. Oh, it was yeah. just like a I had a oh this was like a bachelor I had a everything was black in there black leather sectional <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I had this big painting of Whitey Bulger that was all black a huge painting of Whitey Bulger uh, she comes in here now it's it's white there's white flowers in here I yeah, mean I this is it. like <laughs> just... you know curtains are white now like the couch is white. Uh, so she, she basically was like, everything needs to go. I was like, well, <laughs> shit. Thanks so Kevin for your yeah, input, but no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so she moved in and, and basically flipped this place on its head. What was going through your head when you made that first move? Like why, why did you make that first move? What made you go over the edge and be like, yep, I'm going to do this. I, uh, I was, I, it's funny you actually asked this. I, I was, uh. I just drove my parents from the airport back up to their house in New Hampshire. I just got back from traveling, and uh, I was saying to them, as a, a Cooney, my last name, we have our like gift. I have like unbelievable uh, gut intuition on people. Like I can meet. Uh, I, I always go for. She now hates when I talk about it, but I have a twin sister, and if I meet her now ex boyfriend or, or any ex boyfriend previous, the first sure. time meeting them. I know instantly, pretty much just by looking at them, who they are, what they are about, you know, their intentions. Uh, so I, I used to, on previous podcasts, I would like go deep into those with my twin sisters, ex-boyfriends, for examples. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just have a great sense of, I can meet someone and see them and, and almost see them for who they really are. Um you know, outside of whatever they're, they're actually saying, right? Like, I think I just have a great uh, pickup. And for her, you know, uh, her and I both went through our crazy, you know, uh, exes stages with various exes. That we just all got weren't, Yeah, that just weren't the match, right? And so with her, it was so different. And I could sense that from, from uh, you know, first time actually ever meeting her. Um, that was like, you know, after the RX bars too, like, you know, that, that first date at the beach, it was like, when I picked her up at her house, it was like, oh, as if we've known each other for, for years, you know, which sounds so cliche, but, um, uh, I get know, it. Just, no, I understand. Yeah. Same values. And, you know, um, I could just see like where her heart was at and, 
Um, yeah, so I have like great intuition of, of humans, you know, like I really understand humans for all their good and all their bad, you know. Um, I'm, I'm great at kind of sniffing out, you know, who no, people are. That's perfect. That's a great skill to have, great kind of like, yeah, into it. it's huge, right? So I kind of fall in the same boat and, you know, mine didn't come, I would say naturally, you know, my previous career as a police officer, you know, you know, talking with thousands of people and families yeah. and different dynamics and getting burned and, and like, right. you know, someone's telling me something and I'm like, God, I really, I really believe them. And then, right. I, and then I believe them. And then I get like some damning evidence where I'm like, ah, you, you're on camera doing it. Bastard. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Got me again, right? Like <laughs> it happened enough times where like, yeah, you, you start to you start to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but, absolutely. Uh, no, that's great. That's that's so perfect. Especially in that line of work, that's interesting about being a cop. Like that out of high school, that's what I always wanted to go into was, was law enforcement because I thought you that still same, can. That same, yeah, that same like intuition. I was like, oh, I'd be so good at. I'm thankful I did it. I did it for five five and a half years. Uh, nice. Super super glad I did that. Uh, from 25 to 30. I did it and yep. uh, I'm 32 now. Yeah. So it was eye opening, whole different side of this world. You just never yeah, see, right. right. It's just interesting, but uh, you know, yeah, learn people through and through. Yeah. It's, you know what I started doing in the last, uh, probably the last, so just from living in the city, um, there's yeah. a the federal courthouse is a stone's throw away from here. It's not far at all. And probably once a month now I'll look online and see, cause they, they list out all the court cases and, you know, what yep. stage they're in. Like, I always like to, there's like a sentencing that I can go into for the public. I'll grab Ashley and I will go sit in those sentencings because it's the most like, at least it's the only place I can find where someone walks in, they get judged, literally, and they right. either walk out and they're good or, or depending on whatever the crime was, they're locked up and they're not leaving there for, you know, X amount of years or right. whatever. And that like, for me, is such a... Uh, it's such a perspective opener, you know, like I get myself, I know others I talk to get so, you know, channeled into what we're doing, whether it's work and you're worried about quotas or right. you know, stuff's going bad in your relationship and you're so hyper-focused on that one thing. If you can take a step out and it sounds weird, but you can go to court and yeah. sit in a courtroom. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Like I, we're fine. I'm right here, there with, you know? yeah, zoom out a little bit up on your right, life. You, right. You made such a great point. People get so, so close to the thing they're dealing with, whether it's just like their life and their, their work and they're stressed out about whatever, a relationship, right. you know, zoom out, right? And realize, there, you know, I, I, had a, I had some IG stories yesterday. I was, I was answering some questions where, you know, how do you say so positive? And like, you know, those cliches where life is short, uh, you never know, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, I, I take those are very, those are very real to me, right? They're not just cliches. Right. They're, you know, I, I, I think about those each and every day to a certain degree. And that gives me motivation, right? That's just me. So same thing as you going to the courthouse during those sentencing hearings. It's like, like that person, that's a, that's the monumental moment for that person, right? They're either getting, a, you know, they're going to be there for six months or one year, or they're there right. for 20 plus years. Like, holy right. hell. I get goosebumps even thinking about it. Just as that, as the it's, sentence is very real. delivered, you're like, yeah, couldn't recommend it more enough. My friends always bust my chops because they're like, oh, Kevin's saying go to court again. And I'm like, you got to do it. I'm telling you. It's you got, next I, level I, I honestly, eye opener. One thing, yeah, an eye opener that I love to do, that I 
loved seeing happen to people was when they would go on a ride along with with me right at the time Ooh, right yep. so i think everyone should do a ride along for four hours eight hours whatever whatever yeah. the department lets you guys do uh just to see what they see hear what they hear because it was amazing right. how many times i would have someone who had that mentality like i don't know what i don't know i want to i want to just see right? right and and so they would sit next to me in the in the passenger seat i'm driving I have my computer right here in front of me and they have the radio that you can hear through a speaker in my head mm. in my earpiece and a call would come out and they would read the screen with me and they would hear the dispatcher give the information and I would lean out, look over and be like, hey, what would you, what do you think is going to happen or what, what do you think we should do? And they would say, well, I think we should do X, Y, Z. And I was like, I, that's what I'm going to do. Let's let's mm -hmm. go there. And so then right. I would go there and do, deal with the call, finish it up, come back and talk to them and be like, hey. When we rolled up, is that sentence on the screen and the, what the dispatcher told us, is that, what do we see? Like, well, it didn't match it at all. And I was like, it uh, didn't match it, did it? <laughs> like, right, so right. for them, it was very eye-opening. Um, 100%. I like so that yeah. ride along too. I, I got to check that out for sure. That'd be a blast. You, you, usually local, you can do it. You have to like live, well, every place is different. Uh, yeah. You, sh you, could be, you can do it somewhere. You can get somewhere. Yeah. You could definitely, you could find somewhere to do it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I might have to put a little little Instagram story out, see if we can yeah. get a couple. Uh, that'd be awesome. So before TikTok, you're working at XRX, right? Yep. Uh, what are you doing now? Like what is your, what is your daily routine I, look I, like? So I still have – I work at a tech company called Toast. And uh, so they – it was funny. After I worked uh, – through college, I worked for Muscle Milk. That turned into opening some doors up at uh, our X bar. Uh, so I really got into like the fitness space through college. And uh, I'm 27 now, so I graduated in 2017. I worked a couple jobs after college, uh, bouncing around from tool companies to – uh, you know, to then the tech industry, I worked in gyms. Uh, so I still, it's funny. I, I'm at that, I'm at that crossroads now as a creator where it's getting to the level where I can no longer sustain both. I'm a big, uh, I'm a huge, huge both guy. And what I mean by that is a lot of people are like, um, you know, I don't know if I should do this or this. And my answer would normally be like, Hey, you should probably do both. Absolutely. You know? And, uh, and that it could be more true with me, uh, you know, with, so I work, uh, during the day, uh, at, it's all remote through, we used to be in the office and then, you know, COVID happened and kind of flipped everyone's lives up to now, obviously. And mm -hmm. so tech sales during the day. And then within that same time period, I'm also like full on producing content. Um, uh, I have a, a manager named Georgina. She, she's the one that handles all my, all my brand deals. So yeah. I have both on my on my screen. I'll have my emails for Toast Up. I'll have my emails uh, for uh, my management company for for Brandon, and I just bounce. So now I'm, I'm at that. I'm at. I'm at that. I'm in that funny space where both almost no longer becomes appropriate because you can no longer do both at a hundred percent capacity. Right. And I think that, and almost true, like any decision you make. Both is is the answer up until it's like, and probably same for you. It's like if I can't perform a hundred percent at both, and one's getting you know majority mm -hmm. of my attention, and and uh, then it's time to make the leap. So I'm at that fun spot now where, uh, you know, it's definitely time to to take the leap, uh, all yeah. in the content. Uh, Hell yeah, good for you. Yeah, man. that's it's it's been fun, and that through that too, like just from doing both, it's interesting. Like the more I find comfort. 
and less pressure, honestly, in spinning multiple plates. Like, um, take take sales for example. I have a, a couple of buddies that I, I jump on a call with, you know, probably every few days to kind of like walk them off the ledge. Yeah, and they're always forever <laughs> in sales. Always worried about quota, right? Like quota, quota, yeah. quota. If I don't make quota, oh man, you know, my head's on the chopping block. And for me, it's like the more plates I have spinning, the less I care if one falls. You know. Yes. So uh, you sound like Gary V. You, you listen to Gary V. I love that guy. I actually, <laughs> him and I, uh, he started following me on Instagram. Get so out of I, town. Him and I started DMing back and forth. We're trying to set yeah. up a, a flip life video because I do like the because the, the couches. The couches I was gonna, for free. It's it's right here on my little yeah. notes, man. <laughs> I am no dummy. I, that was a hundred percent. Want to get to that? That's so yeah. funny to say that. <laughs> so it's just crazy. Like like as I was doing both. More more opportunities started opening up on both sides as well. <clears throat> like we started a coffee company and a merch yeah. line, you know, and, and then that was an additional plate. Like we start, we launched merch. Now we're spinning that plate and we launched a coffee company. We're spinning that. Um, so I get less stressed out. Whereas let's say if I was all in on a nine to five, I, I too would be crumbling, right? If I was behind or, or missing quota, but it's like you have so much up in the air. And that's why I'm such a... I love business development. Like I love, yeah. I almost secretly am trying to figure out a space where to almost do like consulting, but for free, not even for, for money. I love, I get, I'm, I'm on my, my ear pods all the time. Yeah. And um, just talking to other entrepreneurs in the city, uh, just crazy other business ventures and ideas we've been discussing with friends and family and just folks you meet with on, on social media. That's all love, I do, like, man. Business development, yeah, and, and nurturing from like idea stage to actually physically, you know, launching, you know, that that product or, or service. Uh, it is a fun space to be in. I love the the idea of spinning the analogy of spinning plates, right? Yeah. I always use the I use the analogy of uh, my my metaphorical plate is too full of I you know if I have too many things, which in your analogy mm-hmm. it's if I have too many plates spinning, uh, yeah. There's always something going on, and I had the same exact kind of feeling where it's like, I have like my mortgage job, right? So you said you're in yep. tech sales, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. And so I'm hundred percent commission based on my mortgage side, right? I don't have a quota except for like your own personal expenses, right? So right. I don't right. get paid unless a loan closes. You hunt down your own deals, essentially create relationships right. with realtors and CPAs and whoever that plate spinning, the social media thing, uh, spun up pretty quick, quick. I've been doing it, right. you know, making videos for, a year and a half. I started yep. making them for, we mentioned earlier, I started making them for mortgages, like strictly right, right. first hundred videos or so was like real estate, finance, mortgage, educational, how to tips. Yep. And like still deliver with a very similar humor that I do now, but just a different punchline. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Somewhere along that. the lines, I took a left turn pretty hard towards dating, <laughs> divorce, single dad, yeah. millennial, the good stuff, all the, all the meat. You know? all the all the meat of my life that's right <laughs> yeah. uh that's yeah, awesome so the, the spinning the plate so what other plates are you spinning right now so you got social media so you got tiktok yep. instagram you're you know you're doing the um, flip life with couches yep full um one that we i love uh coffee and the merch was a huge thing so any, anything i've created has all come from my own followers yeah so like Dangerous to Caffeinated, for example, started as a tagline at the end of each video. Yeah. And then there was enough demand in the comment section 
with folks being like, you say dangerously caffeinated, but like, where's the hoodies, the t-shirts, the tanks? I was like, ooh, merch. It's like, that's a great idea. So then I yeah. launched a full-on website. I was finding merch suppliers. Um, I do all the designing and artwork for all that. So it's me physically on Canva yes. creating <laughs> the logos. Oh, jeez. And then, uh, and then going through kind of the, I love the trials and errors with, I, I've now bounced to, um, I just switched merch companies about a year ago, um, uh, to this guy locally who's, who's in the, right in the city here. Uh, so now I'm like physically so hands-on with, with, with them from shipping logistics to new designs, new textiles. Uh, so that's a big focus of ours. And then the coffee side as well, the dangerous caffeinated, that's, that's all we do all the shipping and logistics right here in our apartment. Uh, so we, we found a local roast master, you know, to actually oh, yeah. brew, you know, our blends. And so those are my day to day is like bouncing around to, you know, uh, from checking out new textiles to merch to, you know, trying out new flavors, you know, right for, for new product lines we're looking to drop or, or seeing, Hey, where, where, where are there missing gaps? Like we, for a long time, this podcast is, Two months ago, we were going to launch a whole clean energy drink, you know, uh, line called Dangerous Cafe. And then we pull the thread more and more and find out it's like startup fees are insane. They're like 300000 Yeah. From like a chemist team to the right. actual like physically bottling the, the shipping on liquids because they're so heavy. Yeah. It's like astronomical, you know. So, uh, and then, yeah, like you said, like spinning those plates into uh, the get it for free, flip it for cash on uh, Facebook Marketplace, like the the flip life stuff that that is like my grassroots that's what like got me out of college debt um uh, i think that's know, the so. that's like the foundation of like your i mean i mean uh that can be a foundation for people's framework on, on just how to grind it out totally. do it like the the hustle mindset like it doesn't need to be some far-fetched idea it's really simple if you guys don't follow gary v or kevin cooney you know go follow them for this exact exact reason of, you know, people, you know, oh, in my comments and the DMs say, oh, I want to buy a house. I, you know, I'm mm -hmm. trying to save up. And so I say like, well, how much are you making? How much are you right. spending? And then what's the difference there? You need right. to know that number, right? And if you can't make more money at your job, AKA work overtime, take extra shifts, like, you know, make more sales, right. whatever your, whatever your job is, uh, find another way to a side hustle, a side business to right. make money, right? Something that you like to do. Right. Or even something that just works that you're good at. You might not even like it, but it's going to be a, a way to save up for the thing you do want. Uh, right. And so, like, so Flip Life, what is Flip Life, Kevin? That, no joke, Flip Life is, I literally call it, it's my version of Netflix. Like, I would rather oh, yeah. search Facebook Marketplace for free items for four hours. And then, like, like Sunday, for example, we had a wedding on Saturday. We wake up Sunday. It's gorgeous out. I was from probably 11 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon just picking up free items, you know, as yep. much as I could find. So I, I lucked out. I, that's a side hustle I legitimately love. I do it now solely for, like, the love of the game. But you, it's so easy. You, you pick up your phone and you search free on Facebook Marketplace. You can then narrow it down from a mile radius, you know, all the way up to, like, 40 miles. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll literally just search free, followed by, you know, free couch, free fitness equipment, uh, car, you know, car parts, baby products, toys, uh, home decor. 
I hope the biggest like clap back to those flip life videos for me it's always furniture it's mostly like sectionals recliners yeah. cocktail it's like oh I don't have a truck I don't have a storage unit it's like I did, I no joke when I first started this I was in a a seafoam green uh, 2005 Ford Fusion I, <laughs> oh, I yeah. bought it freshman year uh, sophomore year of college I was picking up like home decor items like fake ficuses and plants and uh, and and those would resell for you know 10 20 30 bucks and then uh, after college I actually purchased a truck like solely for the flip life because I was like oh man if I could if I could track down bigger stuff like a sectional yeah. you know and then and then that's exactly what happened I would I'd pick up a sectional for free and flip it for 800 1100 bucks and I right. would do that just and my rule was uh, one couch a day keeps the student loans away. That was like That's my right. constant saying. <laughs> so I was oh, like, so I couldn't good. go to bed if unless I picked up a couch that day. And consequently, you, you, at the time, I was using my parents' garage, yep. which they kicked me out of because they had you know thirty couches lined up the, the tall yep. way. <laughs> They're like, you gotta get like we, like, I gotta, it's you know we're not gonna deal with all this. So I got a storage unit. I got a ten by fifteen uh, foot storage unit, and same deal. I could fit eleven couches in there. Uh, and, and you have so much inventory, every other day you're selling, you know, a piece of furniture. Right. So it was like this revolving door of picking up to drop off to sell it and then immediately searching marketplace again to fill that open to gap. To fill it back out. In the, the storage unit. So, that is, and that's that what, is such the mindset. Like, it's, 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 it's what people do. So when I say people, it's, it's you know, uh, the majority of people, the people that do this for sure, and people that have this mentality, uh, yeah. this is not for them. This is for the people that it's just the mindset of like solving the problem. The problem for you, it sounded like, was student loan debt, right? 100%. The pain of having that student loan debt was greater than the pain of figuring out how to sell couches on Facebook Marketplace, right? right. So like, you're like, I hate having this debt so much to the point that I'm willing to put Netflix down pick up yep. Facebook marketplace or anything, something, right? Like swing the bat at something, right? Uh, I'll never forget. I'm, I'm sitting down. I'm with my mom. This is, this is, uh, I just graduated. So we go to DCU to figure out this whole loan situation, which I was like not hip to how that was working this <laughs> yeah. whole time in college. Uh, and I'll never forget it. The, the uh, lady goes, so your, your minimum payment a month is 280. So you'll pay 280 for the next two years every month, and you'll be debt free. And I, I got a, I'm like wholeheartedly Irish, and my face got like so flush and red. It was this, you know what I mean? It's just I got like stung by a bee. I was like yeah. so uncomfortable. I was like 280 for the, pretty much 10 years at at that age, fresh out of school, seems like you know 100 years. You're right. Like, okay, so I'm never getting out of this. Exactly. Uh, and figuring out how like interest works and all that, I was like, "Wow, I'm I'm going to be in this forever." And it was that very next day I ended up. That's when I really got serious with the flip life uh, to to just double down. I was picking up. Uh, I was I was doing so well sales wise and couches. I was paying three grand a month every month for two years to pay off sixty k in student loan debt. Yep. Uh, you know, all just from the furniture, just from you know finding free items. I absolutely believe that. I I love that. That is that is such like my mentality, and that is a mentality I hope people can pick up on. Right? It doesn't have to be couches. It doesn't have to be Facebook Marketplace. It can be an online business. It can be graphic design. Totally. It can be, you know, mowing lawns. It can be whatever. Something clever. 
when I say clever, you know, finding some kind of arbitrage, fi some, finding some kind of uh, glitch in the system, will, you know, if you will. Of, right. Wow, like, you're giving away this free couch? I think that would sell. Like, I, I think I can make money with this. Like, let me try. Right. Look at sold items on eBay, on, on Craigslist, on Facebook. Market. Ah, yep. sure enough, there's the exact same item for, you know, just like, and then swing exactly. in the back. Try it. Go for it. Like, you know. If you could, you could start slow, too. Like, I had a... I got a ton of DMs because I documented this whole journey. Yeah. Dude, like two years. I have I, every couch I've sold <laughs> has some sort of video or still picture behind it. Good for just you. Just for me, memory-wise. And uh, early days, I got a ton of like, oh, there's no way this works. And then I'd have people being like, sell, look around your house or apartment, you know, find an item that you no longer really use, you know, and just post 10 photos of it on Marketplace and put it up for you know, whatever you think you can get for it. And then yeah. seven days from now, if it doesn't sell, bring it down 10, 15, 20%, you know, and, and repeat that till it's actually sold. And, and sure enough, I'd get all these follow-up DMs being like, holy shit, I had, I had two weed whackers and I sold one for 60 bucks. This is crazy. Like, you know, uh, it, it happens slow, but, but all of a sudden, you know, it, it really is a game of how many, how much crap can you pick up and how much space do you have to store it? Like, I, the other yeah. day, I, I drive my girlfriend crazy. The other day, I was like, I was looking at airport hangers because I'm a, I love planes. I'm like obsessed yeah. with planes. And I was like, wow, I was like, we could buy an airport hanger. And she's like, you don't even have a plane. I was like, no, for couches. Yeah. Like, Think about all the furniture we could put in there. It's like we could put Bob's discount furniture out of business with all the furniture we throw. That's in right. There. Just you start, know? start thinking bigger, man. That's right. Yeah. Oh so man. So it really is a volume game. Yeah, at that point it is. No, that's so. Like for me, for my thing growing up. So I was in the military growing up from eighteen to twenty-five, mm -hmm. and so your paycheck is set, right? Like you get what yeah. you get. Uh, there's only so many ways you can game it, and so you know that clever idea of trying to find a glitch in the system. And so the glitch I could find that many people do is, you know, if you move off base uh, when you get the chance, uh, you can get a housing allowance, which is a tax-free stipend mm -hmm. based on your rank and what city you're in. Set, no matter what house you buy or rent or whatever you get that number right so one way to make more money in the military when you have a set salary is to rent a place that's cheaper knowing your right. sal your you know you know what i mean so like there's a little glitch in the system when you move off base you get a housing or a, a food allowance as well and same thing can you make your own food less than the cost of what you're getting you know you're getting paid to, to get food and that right. was one other thing if you get deployed somewhere you get extra pay are you willing to not spend it and just save it right uh, if you live overseas there's even more opportunity for some glitches in the system where it's if you live off base you get a housing allowance that you can't pocket mm -hmm. it's like reimbursable only but you get a utilities allowance because utilities over there are so expensive can you get an energy efficient place right. and pocket that that was a huge savings thing for me so any extra money so that's something i would do right i, like I, that. I took advantage of yeah, what i had available I to me and I saved everything and I had a goal in mind. So that's one thing I hear the same between you and I, your goal, or at least your moment when you're like, I got to do something was that the student loan debt, right? You know, I was lucky enough to join the military with, you know, no debt. I was 18. I didn't have any school under my belt. Right. Uh, I remember I joined the military. I remember be a, I signed up for my community college for like fire science to be a firefighter. And I, had, yeah. I got my first tuition bill and it was like $912. And I was like, holy hell, I, <laughs> Jesus, 
I am not doing that. I'm gonna join the military. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. This is a good decision, smart man. <laughs> smart man, right? Like this makes a lot of. I thought this one through. Oh, I and, love uh, that. So I, so I freaking joined. <laughs> I canceled that school that that term and uh, I joined the military. I and love uh, that. I'm so glad I did, honestly. But like, the the thought process back then was subpar but either way it yeah yeah it worked yep. out uh we're all in a similar boat at that yeah. age you know <laughs> yeah i was 18 that's great but uh yeah my my thing so your thing was student loan debt my thing was i really liked real estate right and so i really wanted yeah. to i had watched uh hgtv's income property which yeah, is where yep. what was his name scott mcgilvery would renovate basement basements and turn them into like you know apartments uh self-sufficient mm -hmm. apartments and it was a separate entrance right. and I love the idea of like the passive income, you know, that whole, that whole thing. And that was, this is 2000, 2010, 2009, mm -hmm. 2011. That was this, oh, this burning desire. Like I want passive income. And then I had to figure out, well, what do I need to get these types of houses? Oh, I need more cash. How do right. I make cash? Started Googling. How do you make money? Just started saving up. And my target was to buy a house and to flip mm. a house. Right. So that was yep. such a burning desire to have a passive income when I was, I was 19, like I just, I right. hated having to work. You know, I say this to people that are listening, you gotta find something that you're the target you wanna hit, whether it's paying something off or getting something else, right? Or a combination of, or both, like Kevin says, do both, have both goals. Oh, I, I uh, yeah, it's like, and for me, it's something that was like wholeheartedly, it's just how I grew up. Like my first, my first sales job was, uh, I used to find golf balls like whether it was in the woods, off off a tee box. Uh, at the time, we had a, uh, a golf course that was near the ocean. And there's this gully where when the tide went out, you could c go collect all the golf balls that people hit over the 6T. Yeah. And uh, I'd go down there at six years old with a pail and go pick up all the golf balls, yes. polish them back up, and I'd go sit on the first hole and resell them back to the, the guy's Same team people. off. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and at that time, I'm a six-year-old kid. I have the denim jacket on, the mushroom cut. Like, they're still Hell in the yeah. episode of The Full House. Like, it worked, you uh, know? Mushroom but I, cut? I didn't even know. Oh, my guy. I, <laughs> I didn't even know that was what that was called, right? I just loved that transaction. Yeah. Uh, you know, between chumming up with the old guys in the tee box and, and me. You know, I used to sell them uh, three golf balls for a dollar, and it was like a steal, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that was my first, like, taste, you know, with, with business. Uh, I that's some, like, so, like, people, like, it's, it's, that's what I spend my time doing. You talked about, like, talking, you know, business development, not doing Netflix, talking about investments, opportunities, buying the hanger, like, you know, to fit more couches. Right. Just thinking and always constantly, like, that's, that's, that's what I, you know, I, I love to do and i'm so glad like it's so awesome that you yeah. do the same thing and i just i hope people i wish people could have that same kind of mentality because it's right it's you know the the things we're thinking about are about making money but it's not really the money mm -hmm. that drives us right it's the it's the getting out of the student debt it's the like i want to hit this target 100%. right and so what you know what's in between like how do i get from where i'm at to where i want to be what's right. next right like what do, I, what do i have to do next and so that's usually people's right. people's hang up is like what they have to do next right um so to kind your of name of the show is so appropriate too like that is to your point like that is a question i ask myself some days every hour you know but it's like 
Like, what a perfect name for a podcast because it's it's the end all be all question to keep you going. You know? To keep you going, a hundred exactly. That's exactly why I fell on this name, right? Where because it's yeah, that's always the thing. People have these grandiose ideas, whatever it is, right? Business, right. relationships, anything, and yeah. They have this vision and this dream. Everyone has a dream and a goal. Cool. That's awesome. And you should have those things. But what do you do what do next? What is the next step, right? Step right. one, right? We all heard those, heard those sayings, you know, a, a walk of a thousand miles starts with one step, you know, yep. to eat an elephant, take one bite at, one bite at a time, just the next step. Right. So defining what is next. Yep. So let me ask to kind of end on this, to ask you... A little curveball. No, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, lay it on me. I mean, what would you tell someone listening that is just stuck in a rut, whether it's relationships, you know, they just got divorced, maybe they just lost their job or they're like in a job they don't love and they're just feeling so, you know, complacent and down and just blah, mm. right? Someone who's feeling blah, what would you tell them or what's your mindset on how you would handle like what's next? My my go-to response, and this happened to me, every one of my breakups I've ever been through is I, I use the same mentality. If I'm not really feeling it at at work, uh, you know, or I'm not happy career-wise, or, or I'm 27 now, if I look at someone else, like like a Logan Paul who's 27, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like why? My go-to, 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 go-to motto is massive action is the cure-all. It's a Tony Robbins line that I heard in college. And I wrote it down on a dollar bill. And it's now my bookmark. In any book I read, I have that same dollar bill. It's a bookmark. And I'll read that quote over and over again. Like like the only, only, only way, whether that's a fitness goal, uh, that's a career goal, you want to say, you know, you're an entrepreneur, but you're not where you want to be at from a sales point of view. It's massive action is the cure-all. It cures depression, right? It's going to heal your brain. Like, like if I, I'm one who's always moving and I'm, thanks to my, just my mom, like unbelievably glass half full mindset. Yeah. But even me, like if I, if I take a day uh, over the winter, I got, I had a uh, COVID, right? I was out for like a week on the couch where I'm never on the couch. It's like very rare that I'm actually laying on the couch watching right. you know, Netflix. Even me, I'm like slipping into like a depressed state. I'm like, whoa. And then I realized, holy shit, yeah, it is because I'm always on the go. Yeah. Creating, whether that's from a content standpoint, business development standpoint, maybe it is just on the old nine to five, just massive action on on the old uh, GMAS, you know, right. for, for prospecting. <laughs> like massive action is the cure-all. Like keep the mind moving. Uh, that's and, and I get a lot of, it's funny you say that, I get a lot of my DMs, just from those, you know, ridiculous, uh, rhymy uh, morning alarms, yeah. are folks that are, you know, going through divorce mm-hmm. or they got laid off or they were a, a D1 athlete. They were the best human being in college. Now, when you graduate, you know, if you don't go pro, no one, no one cares what you did in college, right? Right. So, so it's repivoting there, and it's like that—that's forever the answer. Massive action, you know, massive action. Cure-all. I, 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 right there with you. I love that. There's a, you know, Grant Cardone says the same thing, right? In his 10 X book, right? Massive, massive action. Start spinning more plates. Ma- you know, you're not sure. Spin some more plates. 
ah, that's it and then just deal, exactly. just deal with the fire afterwards and like us oh, okay i'll okay i'll do these ones over here love that right but if, it's crazy if like like to the plates analogy like if one drops you're you, let's say you have 10 plates but if one drops you have nine other things yeah. going for you moving in some sort of direction you know what, and it's the old expression like don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's right. the same expression as the plates, right? Like it's diversifying, whether that's from an income standpoint yeah. or career standpoint, is always a good idea, you know? I believe it. I'm right um, there with you. All yeah, right. So absolutely. thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate this this talk. It's actually this is amazing. Absolutely, this is an amazing man. talk. I love it. The the energy you have, right? The the mentality, just the the, the framework, the thought process, all the things, right? Um I love it. Thank you for being here. Uh, 100%. Thank you now, for having me. Absolutely. Now's You're your time. Best. Now's your time for your plug. We got dangerously caffeinated coffee on your on your website, totally. Instagram handle Kevin Cooney, TikTok handle Kevin yep. Cooney. What else you got to plug? Exactly Here's right. your plug. Yeah, all things dangerously caffeinated merch, cameos, content, coffee. Hell, you got a free couch and you're somewhat near New England. <laughs> I'll come and pick it up. It's all at Kevin Cooney. Uh, for all that, all that good stuff, kevincooney.com for, for all your goods. Perfect. I love it. All right, man. Thanks again. I appreciate it. You were the best, man. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this conversation. If you want more content and behind the scenes from this episode, join my Patreon at the link in the notes. If you want to support this podcast and never miss an episode, make sure to rate review and subscribe to the show. It helps me tons. So thank you much. Now get out there and keep moving forward. Let's go.